Welcome to Daily PBJ Devotionals for today. If you're reading the Old Testament this year, read Genesis 15, Nehemiah 4, and Psalm 14. This devotional is about Nehemiah 4. Now when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he was furious and filled with indignation. He ridiculed the Jews before his associates and the army of Samaria, saying, What are these feeble Jews doing? Can they restore the wall by themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Can they bring these burnt stones back to life from the mounds of rubble? Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was beside him, said, Even if a fox were to climb up on what they are building, it would break down their wall of stones. Hear us, O God, for we are despised. Turn their scorn back upon their own heads, and let them be taken as plunder to a land of captivity. Don't cover up their iniquity, or let their sin be blotted out from your sight, for they have provoked the builders. So we rebuilt the wall until all of it was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. When Sanballat and Tobiah, together with the Arabs, Ammonites, and Ashdodites, heard that the repair to the walls of Jerusalem was progressing, and that the gaps were being closed, they were furious, and all of them conspired to come and fight against Jerusalem and create a hindrance. So we prayed to our God and posted a guard against them day and night. Meanwhile, the people of Judah said, The strength of the laborer fails, and there is so much rubble that we will never be able to rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, Before they know or see a thing, we will come into their midst, kill them, and put an end to the work. At that time, the Jews who lived nearby came and told us ten times over, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. So I stationed men behind the lowest sections of the wall, at the vulnerable areas. I stationed them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I had made an inspection, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their scheme and that God had frustrated it, each of us returned to his own work on the wall. And from that day on, half of my servants did the work, while the other half held spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers stationed themselves behind all the people of Judah who were rebuilding the wall. The laborers who carried materials worked with one hand and held a weapon with the other. And each of the builders worked with his sword strapped at his side, but the trumpeter stayed beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are spread out far from one another along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the horn, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work while half of the men held spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. At that time I also said to the people, Let every man and his servant spend the night inside Jerusalem, so that they can stand guard by night and work by day. So neither I, nor my brothers, nor my servants, nor the guards with me changed out of our clothes. Each carried his weapon, even to go for water. This is God's word. Nehemiah lived and led Jerusalem as a civic leader at the same time that Ezra was leading the people spiritually. As we read the book of Ezra recently, we saw how the temple was rebuilt, how worship was reinstated, and how God's word was instructed and applied by Ezra the priest. 
There were more problems in Jerusalem than the ones Ezra was called to address. The city was virtually defenseless because the wall that surrounded it was demolished and its gates were burned beyond usefulness. God had placed Nehemiah in a position of influence over the king of Persia. And then God burdened Nehemiah's heart with a desire to help rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. That's a summary of Nehemiah 1-3. through Here in chapter 4, some of Israel's enemies engaged in psychological warfare, scorning the people of Jerusalem in hopes of discouraging them so that they would quit. That's verses 1-3. through In response to their taunts, Nehemiah prayed. That's verses 4 and 5. And he asked God to treat those enemies justly for how they had abused his people. Progress was made on the walls according to verse 6. So things got worse, not better, in spite of Nehemiah's prayers. The enemies of God conspired together to attack Jerusalem physically in verses 7 through 8. What did Nehemiah do this time? Verse 9 says, We prayed to our God and posted a guard, day and night, to meet this threat. That's the NIV's translation. There are times in life when trusting human solutions presents a bad testimony. Ezra felt this in Ezra eight twenty-two and 23, which says, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road, because we had told the king the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. Those are the words of the NIV. And in those words, Ezra described why he didn't ask for a human solution, because he wanted to present a good testimony about God. And so sometimes we do have to avoid human solutions in order to be a proper testimony to unbelievers. But most of the time in Scripture, the human leaders God appointed see no tension between trusting God by asking him for protection and taking human measures to defend themselves. Nehemiah prayed and posted a guard. He did both. He prayed, and he posted a guard. Later, Nehemiah took some men off the project and had them stand guard, in verse 16, and even armed the men who were working in case of an attack. You and I can learn from this in our own walk with God. Don't put all your confidence in human measures. God is not honored when we ignore him and are too proud to pray and ask for his help and favor. But asking for God's help is usually not the opposite of using human means. God created us to make tools, including weapons, so that we can defend ourselves. God works through divine providence within human means. In fact, most of the time God's work is done through providence, that is, through human means, not through miraculous works. So there's nothing wrong with praying about your health concern and seeing a doctor for treatment. There's nothing wrong or unspiritual about trusting God for your daily needs and saving money and preparing for retirement. Be wise in the way that you live your life, even while you ask God to help you and protect you daily. That's a godly way to live and lead, just like Nehemiah did. So what kind of issues are you facing today? Are you praying about them while you go about seeking human measures to address them. Think about that today, and I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Hope you have a great day.